You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Little boy turns to the dad and says, Are you going to tell her or should I? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Hello. Thanks for downloading the two. Sorry, Excuses Podcast, recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal, Sanders. I'm your good buddy, Liv. And if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 123, the static edition. <laughs> it's like static. One of, it's like one of those things, you know, you don't want to bring it to somebody's attention because now all they're going to hear for, uh, for the next hour is a bunch Even of stuff. Though- even though no one has complained to me about static. Well, which is good. Which All is three good. listeners that I regularly <laughs> speak to, not one of them has complained about it. So a couple weeks ago, I noticed we started to get some, uh, we started to get some static. Just a low, uh, you know, like a low frequency static. What's the frequency, Kenneth? It is exactly the frequency. <laughs> That's, it's, we're on Kenneth's frequency. That's yes. the problem. Right. What's the frequency, Kenneth? <laughs> All right. So uh, I thought it was my hearing because my hearing sucks. And you're old, yeah. I, yeah exactly. So <laughs> I, I have problems with low frequency noises. So Christ, you were born while Richard Nixon was president. You're old. <laughs> I was actually hanging out with some people from the wedding the day after, a couple people, and I was... And then they had some other people, and I was like, I'm fucking old. I was born to a, I was like, I'm the smallest generation. I was born to a Gerald Ford's presidency. I was like, that's two presidents away from y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I was like, I'm fucking old. <laughs> right, and probably before that, they didn't realize how old you were. Once you pointed it out, everything you did, they're like, oh, my God. Is that what's going to happen when I get fucking old? Oh, Christ. I don't want to get old. <laughs> uh, it's so, funny. so what do we do? We point out the fact that there's some, there's some static uh, in the podcast, and probably now everybody's just going to hear that static. But Yeah, they can't listen to shit anymore. It's all static. I thought it was all me. I thought it was me, but I've come to the realization through a little troubleshooting that it it is in fact static on the on the podcast, right? So it's me. I did a little work and I I I figured out what the possible issues could be, and one of the issues is that the connection to your microphone is subpar. So this is very important. A few weeks ago, I had changed my microphone setting. Now, if you remember, um, let's see, when was it? Sometime maybe last winter, right? Maybe last springtime, Roscoe and I went up to, uh, to Albany to see the Bruce Springsteen show. I do remember that, yes. And when we came back, you were on the shelf for some reason, and Roscoe and I recorded a podcast uh, about that experience. It ended up being an absolute flop because one, hey guys, guys, I'm talking about Roscoe here. You gotta relax. Just go in the bed like Roscoe does. I'm just talking about Roscoe. Then we can dig it. <laughs> <laughs> so we came back and did the podcast. It was an absolute disaster for several reasons, but mostly because Roscoe got drunk. 
Yeah, I do remember that. And he just was in fall for Oscars. He ended up drunkness. being a buffoon. One of the uh, upsides to that podcast, however, was Roscoe uh, taped the connection to the microphone so it didn't slip. And from that point on, I had no issues with my microphone. A few weeks ago, for whatever reason, I don't know why, I untaped that connection. I think I had to move the mic or something, and I never taped it back. I just figured, you know what, let me be careful and I won't knock it around. When troubleshooting this, uh, when troubleshooting this issue, it said the number one reason that you have static in your podcast is that you have a bad connection with your microphone. So I went down. I, uh, he's at work right now, so I went into his room and I snooped around and I found the gaffing tape. That he used to tape the podcast last time, I taped okay. it up. I did a little, uh, I did a little mic check, and I was pristine. I was excited because I was sure the problem was on my end, and I had fixed it. And Roscoe was the man who saved the day. Until you and I connected, and I realized that the static is on your end, and Roscoe did nothing to make my life easier today. Hmm. And I thought I was going to be able to give him props, well-deserved props, but uh, but alas, uh, no love for Roscoe on this episode. No love for Roscoe, at least not in this. At least not in this respect. He has done some good things over the last couple weeks that have uh, that have benefited me, made my life a little easier. So I certainly uh, I certainly don't want to totally discount his contributions to Club 705. However, in this particular instance, he does not get the credit. Um, some would say that he deserves, but in this particular instance, uh, that remains to be seen. So um, hopefully, though, we've, we have come to a resolution on this issue, and this will be the last. For those of you who noticed, hopefully this will be the last podcast where we have uh, some static connection. So there we go. Once again, as we often do, starting off with an apology. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> and a begging and begging for for forgiveness and and some latitude on an issue that we probably should have addressed uh, weeks ago. So there you go. Happy uh, Tuesday, buddy. Uh happy Tuesday to you as well. You uh you have off yesterday? You take off yesterday? Federal holiday? Yeah, I took off so that I could deal with it. I took off anyway cuz they gave us off, but it was it wasn't really enjoyable as I was dealing with bullshit all day. Bullshit that I'm still dealing with, man. It's like, dude, life keeps handing me lemon, handing me lemons, man, with this vehicle. And you have, and you have no opportunity to make homemade limoncello. I'm trying my best to make homemade limoncello, <laughs> unlike you. But uh, uh, yeah, so what did you spend your day doing yesterday? Well, okay, so. We'll start on Sunday because that's where we need to start, you know. God's so, day. huh? God's day, the Sabbath. Yes. Yeah, so Sunday evening, uh, my sister got back from Taiwan, so I drove out to my mother's house, and um, so my sister. And then later on, I was leaving, and they were going to go somewhere because he wanted to go to my sister's house to give her some stuff she bought for her over there, you know. Okay. And um, and I was uh, I was parked behind him in the driveway, and I go to start my car. It doesn't start. Ugh. 
So then, uh, you know, I had to jack the car. I mean, jump the car. So I jumped the car for my mom, and it was gone, and I drove off, and then about a mile away from the house, like in the super rich neighborhood that I cut through to get to where I live, it just died, which thankfully it died there as opposed to four blocks later when I would have been in the hood. (laughs) 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 On the street in the ghetto, you know, in a a rough part of town, sitting next to my car, you know, instead, you know, the the friggin' super rich guy that always has the off-duty cops in his driveway. You know, that cop comes up to me. He's like, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Because they all act like they're suspicious, regardless of the fact that I have friggin' Jesuit High School plate on my car, you know, which now that- by definition means I'm not some skis bag. You know? <laughs> this isn't the first time you've had car trouble in the in the fancy neighborhood, right? You, it, it was a different fancy neighborhood in the city where I had a flat tire a couple yes. of years ago, which yes. is, which is, I was actually telling somebody about like, whenever you're in these fancy neighborhoods, you get lots of suspicion when you have car problems, <laughs> you know? Right. Right. So like, um, it's like that guy's like, what's wrong? Blah, 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 blah. I was like the alternator. I, he was probably his twenties, the soft duty cop, you know? Yeah. But he was giving so, you, he was giving you, he was giving you shit. Yeah, a little I was bit like, of I, think it's the, I think it might be the alternator now, you know? Yeah. So I put it in neutral, and he helped me push it, because I'm like, I just need to get a tow truck here at this point, you he know? Helped, he helped you push it four blocks into the ghetto? <laughs> no, no, no. Push it out. Of, it, like, it literally stopped, came to a halt, like, in the path of traffic, you know? Oh, okay. All right. Like, push it so that it would actually be in a proper, like, parking space on the curb, you know? Yeah, do me a favor here. We're going to play a little... Uh... We're going to play a little uh, Geography Bingo. We haven't played this in a while. Give me the street name. North Line. Corner of North Line and Friedrichs Avenue. And is that New Orleans at this point? Or it's Metairie. Metairie. Okay. It's old Metairie. It's right. It's it's a block from New Orleans. Because uh, here's the problem. As, as you know, once I get something in my head, um, that's the image that stays in my head. So in my mind, despite the fact I've been to your parents' house... Um, the, all of the streets in New Orleans to me are, uh, represented by the streets down the quarter, right? Which is totally erroneous. Correct. Right. I didn't say my, I didn't say I was accurate in these visions. I just claim that those are the images which I have in my head. Yes. So, uh, let's see. We go, okay, North Line. So I need to get a sense of like how big these streets are, you know? Because in my mind, you, you, you're you stalled in basically a one-way. And, you know, it's very bucolic and It's a line. two-way street right there. But, yeah, a hundred-something years ago when they set up that neighborhood right there, yeah, it probably was super bucolic right there. It's right. The Metairie Country Club is right there. Uh, Country Day School is right near there. So it's North, Line, it's North Line in what? Friedrichs Avenue, like F-R-I-E-D-R-I-C-H-S. Friedrichs turns off of Metairie Road, you know, and you go down Friedrichs and then you take a, and you, and then you're at North Line and you get in New Orleans, you take the left on the North Line and you, you cross a canal and you're in New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, I got the canal. Okay, very good. 
Alright, so let me, uh, I'm gonna plant myself right here on this road if I can. It's, it's almost, like, it's not, maybe it's, I wouldn't say midway, maybe like 40 to 45% between my mom's house and my house. Okay, so have you gone, so I'm at 406 North Line in Metairie. 201 is where it showed up. 201's the address that showed up when I when I hailed uh, a tow truck from my uh, Geico app, you know? All right. Ah, okay. I'm at the wrong end here. All right. So you've made it pretty far. Yeah. Like, I made it, you know, that's probably about two miles away from my mom's house. So, you know. And has the street gone to one... Uh, it's two ways right there anyway. It's two ways right there. Okay, very good. I'm yeah, yeah, because people are coming in. There are people coming in from New Orleans right there and people going in, going into New Orleans. People going, leaving and coming, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, all right, very good. And it's like a nice little shortcut, like a back way to, to get to my house because then you go down palmetto and you turn you know you go all the way down there and you turn right on the carrollton into my house is like about a mile from there you know this is a uh this is a great little neighborhood here yeah it's a super rich neighborhood you know what it reminds me of a lot uh it reminds me a lot of berkeley uh and acorn drive um off of comstock up in syracuse Oh, okay, yeah, 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 I could see that. Yeah. You know, like if you're going back towards like Guy's house from campus. Yeah, but it's super wealthy people that live back there. Like you kind of, you know, that's what it was. It was built for the wealthy, you know? Yeah, right. Like there used to be all kinds of rules like about, I mean, there still are, I'm sure, but like you just can't go build anything, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got gotcha. you. Even though a lot, they got older houses or just little cottages, but that's more a byproduct of the fact that like a hundred something years ago when they built some of those places, people, the average house wasn't that big, you know? Yep. People, people didn't regularly build 2000 square foot plus houses all the time. Yeah. Uh, as I, as I head down back towards the, towards the neighborhood where the street splits and it's got the medium in between median in between i'm looking at some yeah yeah that's metairie club gardens you know the country clubs right there and all that shit the houses have the uh pelican pool and patio spa service truck in the driveway are you looking at the satellite Uh, yeah i'm down on the street in my uh, google street view yeah yeah lots of uh lexuses and yeah and like Kids that live in that neighborhood and went to Country Day and stuff that played sports with me at Metairie Playground, which isn't far from there. Okay. They're kind of the reason we used to get our asses kicked at stuff. <laughs> Bunch of us feet pussies. Uh, <laughs> like, right. He's a star at Country Day. It's like, yeah, but he's fucking comes from a millionaire family. Those people just aren't as good athletes. So you're uh, you pass through the neighborhood, you get to the part of the street where it's now two way again, and uh, right before you head back into the city, so the guy the guy comes and is like, yeah, What's I, up? Got, I turn off Metairie Road on the Friedrichs. I take a right on the Friedrichs and go all the way to the end. Yeah, yeah. Take a, and right as I'm at the end, my car peters out as it's turning on to North Northline. Line. Gotcha. So where does he push you to? 
like right on the side of the road right there, just to straighten it out that I'm out of lane traffic, you know, because it's it's got a little shoulder. Yeah, yeah, know? okay, I see it. I see. It's not marked, yeah. but... It's, yeah, yeah, but it's basically a shoulder. It's, it's enough room for a car, you know, spacious yeah, yeah. suburban roadway back there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't think anybody parks on the street back there anyway. In, know, Jer- is- in, in Jersey, we'd, we'd laugh at that if you said that was a shoulder, but we, I can... I can appreciate what the yeah i mean i don't think anybody there would call a shoulder but it basically is you know i mean there's ample room for travel yeah you know and um if i so like he helps me you know and then i'm waiting for the uh the tow truck which is estimated an hour of course you know right uh and then my mother came down there it was like you know i had the dog with me and everything you know um (laughs) So she's hanging out waiting for him to come, you know. And uh, then uh, on-duty cops come, you know. Like one guy shows up in his car, you know, his cop. They all have like Ford, uh, what are they, escapes or whatever they're driving nowadays. Okay. Or something like that, the cops, you know. Yeah. Like even the off-duty guy, that's he had his Jefferson Parish escape. Then guy pulls up and he's like, what's going on, man? You know, I'm like, ah, I think my alternator's blowing, waiting for the waiting for uh, the tow truck. He's like, oh, okay, he's sitting there. And then another cop car pulls up right next to him. He's like, yeah, yeah, his alternator, apparently, you know. It's so, like, in like, those... is it, like, you know what? If I was going to do something to the rich people, I'd probably do something better than that. I'd probably figure a way to hack their bank accounts or steal their <laughs> credit card information. I wouldn't go pull this ruse where I act like I got a broken down card in the neighborhood. You know? Right. Right. Like like well, a ha- few, how few do you- years ago when I had the issue where it happened on State Street uptown where the private patrol kept coming up to me and saying stuff like, like, are you going to be done soon? Like when I'm trying to change my tire. It's like. What the fuck, man? You know, I'm freaking cranking, jacking the car up, this little tiny jack that comes with the car, you know, and I'm not exactly freaking one of the car guys, so I'm trying to figure everything out, so it's taking me twice as long as it would take a guy that knew exactly what he was doing. It's like, yeah, this is the long fucking con. I'm waiting (laughs) for you to clear out of the way, then I'm going to go break into somebody's fucking house, you know? But how do you play it? So I know that's in your head. In that particular instance, the guy's sitting in his car, so you can kind of mouth off or whatever. But now you got the cops behind you just kind of, you know, casing you, casing the joint. How, How do you play it? with them do you get all indignant or do you just be no no i just i just told them straight up and then um i mean nothing for nothing yes i got the white privilege i'm sure they would have been fucking with me a lot more if i was a black guy you know right right. and even when the cop rolled off you know he's like well good luck i was like yeah thanks man You know, and I probably, you know, if I was a black guy, I'd be like, what the fuck do you mean, man? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Right. Because that's how I play it when I get in those situations. You know, I it's like um, it's like we're members of the same fraternity. You know, I want to be very respectful, uh, but I also want them, you know, to know that I'm cool. (laughs) 
I mean, I tell him straight up. I mean, it's not going to be like, what? What? You think I'm up to something? Right. <laughs> right. 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 It's like I'm sitting here with a friggin' crapped out car and I got a dog and my mom and my sister are in the other car. I mean, you know, this isn't some kind of, we're not some band of gypsies that's <laughs> pulling a heist. <laughs> <laughs> Flipping through, uh, flipping through a photo book from Thailand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taiwan, that's where she went. Oh, Taiwan, right. Yes. They're not the same? So, what's that? They're not the same? No, they're not the same. <laughs> uh, All right, so... So so then they, you know, to, guy finally showed up, like, around right before 1130 or so and towed the car to my house. And the next morning, I caught, you know, it was May 2015, I had the alternator changed. You know, it was still under warranty at the time. You know, the car. Mm-hmm. The car, of course, is not under warranty anymore. It's 10 years old. And that was the extended warranty back then, you know? Right. Which went until, ba- like, the end of 2015 or 100,000 miles, whatever happened first. Well, the end of 2015 happened way before 100,000 miles because I'm only at 84 right now, you know? Okay. Um. And I think it was only at 72. That's how little I drive. It was only at 72,000 miles uh, 19 months ago. Yeah. Oh, when they did the work on it. Because I'm able to look up my service history online, you know? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Through like Toyota, you know, I have an account for my car with Toyota, you know? Yep. So so I call up the next day because... Because for one, I was kind of worried. I was like, why the fuck is the old thing is Sunday? Okay. Sunday when I left, I had gone and met some people at a bar, came home from there. You know, it might even been on the way there. I heard some weird noise in the car, you know, but I didn't think any- I was like, well, I don't know what that is. You know, like something like a whistling, whining sound when I drove. I'm not a car guy. So I wasn't exact. I was like, well, geez, I wonder what the fuck that is. I did know it was something different, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then later on, I drove, I came home, you know, hung out for a little bit, fed the dog. Then I went out to my mother's and I heard the noise again. Didn't think anything of it, though. Next day, you know, and then all that stuff happened. Next day, at, you know, I did some research. I was like, oh, I guess that must have been the friggin' alternator, you know? Yeah. So I called up over to the dealership. And of course, I looked this up on the internet. And of course, it's uh, I found out that there was only twelve months warranty on them fixing the shit at the dealership, you know. So I know I'm shit out of luck there because it's already twelve months plus, you know. Yeah. yeah. And um, but I'm still like, what the frig, man? So I called up over there, talked to a guy in the service department, you know, one of the mechanics. I was like, you know, I think how much is it to get changed? And I had already looked up on the internet, how to replace your own alternator. Cause I was like, cause I knew it was going to be an expensive job, you know? Yeah. I was like, I might just have to do it. Although it looked like a, it looks like a real pain in the ass though, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it is a real pain in the ass, I believe. Cause you gotta, you gotta reach down to get certain, you know, to reach certain friggin' nuts in there and stuff. But anyway, I called him and he's like, well, listen here, man. He's like, it's going to be, he's like, it's not, co- I knew it wasn't covered by warranty anymore. He's like, yeah, it's going to be like $650. I was like, yeah, that's what I figured, you know? Because I was like, how much is it going to cost? The parts, pr- they probably, they probably charge more than the part 
more for the part than I could get it off the internet, you know? Yeah. And then they probably charged 300 something for the labor. You know, he's like, it's going to be 650. You know, he's like, but what I do is bring the battery, get the battery checked first, you know? Okay. So I took the battery out of the car. Yeah, you know, took it over to the AutoZone, and they tested, and they're like, a bad battery, of course, you know? Right. One thing on the positive terminal that was a bunch of um, corrosion, you know? Okay. But I, but I took it over there, and a bad battery. I, it was still under warranty because I got it less than three years ago. It was AutoZone, the last gold battery, you know, which has a three-year warranty. So they just replaced it right there, took it home, hooked it up to the car. And the car started up right away. But I still heard whining coming from the alternator. You know? Yep. So I'm like, well, what the fuck is that? I'm thinking. So I, I looked. I researched more. You know, it was talking about, you know, the alternator. You know, the battery's dying. You might hear this. The alternator. I'm thinking, well, maybe since, like, the alternator running, it's a symbiotic relationship, you know, between the battery and the alternator, you know? Right. The car needs the battery power to run, and the alternator needs to be running and getting the battery power to get its own power, you know? Which, in turn, powers the battery, you know? You know what I'm saying? I hear you, man. Like, the whole issue, how it goes on? Yeah. And I'm like, well, maybe because I had a completely dead battery, maybe now that I put a new one in, Maybe this whining will stop after a little bit, you know, once the alternator is fully charged again from the battery. You know, I mean, I don't know. This is my, you know, uneducated theory. Yeah, I know even you know? I know even less than you, which is why I'm silent and I'm and I'm hoping we go to a good place here. <laughs> okay, I'm just along for the ride, uh, literally and figuratively. Okay. So I so I did all so whatever I drove it around I was like but I still heard the whistling. Well, this morning I get in the car. You know, last night I was like, well, I need to I need this shit taken care of anyway. You know, I need them to look at it. You know, because I'm not gonna go drive around. So last night I went online and scheduled an appointment for I was gonna do it for this morning, but I knew I had places to be. I had to be in the West Bank this afternoon. And I'm like, if I go in, they're like, we need to, you know, we need to work on your car. It's going to be a day or two. I was going to be screwed, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I want. I was like, I'm sure I can get by for one day with the car since it's the new battery, you know? Yep. But I get in the car this morning, and as I'm going to work, I notice that the battery warning light's lighting up again, you know? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Because that means it's the alternator. that the battery's not getting charged up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Because you got a brand new battery in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it means it's not getting a charge. So um, I tried to call Jacob at one point because I'm thinking I might just need to bring this motherfucker into the shop right now. You know? Uh, but he didn't answer the phone. So when he finally did call me back later on, you know, it was like, uh, a half hour before I was supposed to head out there and meet him anyway. I'm like, because we were trying to, uh, I need to notarize. We were doing a tra an act of donation with some people, oh, yeah. and I need to notarize stuff. You You're know, his notary, right? Right. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I get a kick out of that. <laughs> so, uh, like, of all the things, you know, like, you guys are thick as thieves, and, you know, not so much anymore, because, you know, he's busy with other stuff and kids and family and whatnot, but, like... I, I just picture scenarios where, you know, you guys are out at, at, at some point in your lives and, you know, the situation doesn't warrant it, but he leans over to whoever the collective party you're with and just say, hold on, I need to check with my notary, <laughs> you know, yeah, and it's yeah. you. <laughs> I mean, the good thing is, see, he, he never renewed his notary license or something, uh-huh. or he didn't move it to New Orleans years ago and he's tenant. He's hesitant about doing it because of reporting issues and stuff, whatever, you know. Um, but even if I, even if he did have notary, he'd have to go get somebody else anyway, because now calling me to come notarize stuff, he can be one of the witnesses on these documents he drafts. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So, so he'd have to get a second person anyway. So now, like when we do today, it's like. His wife comes in as one witness, and he's the other witness, and I'm the notary, so it all works out. Because you know? <laughs> his wife is like his assistant. You yeah. Know? Listen, now that he's just in a small little office by himself. Listen, it's totally practical and and, and obviously totally legitimate. Uh, but I, I don't know why I just get a I just get a kick out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I was like, so I went over there, you know. Yeah. But then on the way back. You know, I was going to, I'd already planned to not be in the office the rest of the day anyway at that point. Cause I was like, oh, by the time I come back, I'll probably be stuck in traffic. But I was getting back sooner. But then there's a, there's a Walmart not far from, uh, you know, between, not far after you get off the bridge, there's a Walmart, you know? Okay. Um, so I was like, screw it. I'm just going to, um, I'm just going to go to a Walmart. Cause I looked up, I was like, Maybe maybe I need to look at the cables connecting the car, the battery again. So I got a steel brush to to uh, to clean off the uh, the corrosion on the cable that didn't come off. You know, to really clean it good. Because yeah. I was like, because then I'm theorizing maybe that has something to do with it too. Maybe the cable was so corroded. Because then I'm thinking in my head, maybe it, it's an issue with the battery cable. You know. Because I don't know at this point. Yeah, you're breaking it so down. I, yeah, so I came home and that's what I did, and I and I left the battery disconnected. That way, you know, that there's no chance of it draining the battery anymore overnight, where I can't even bring it out to the damn uh, dealership, which is in Kenner, okay, which is far away from here. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know where Kenner is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, so I just kept the battery completely disconnected, you know, because I was like, I was like, whatever juice it has in it right now, obviously it's enough juice to get the car started, drive me around. Right. I'll just leave it like that, you know? Right. And I cleaned up, you know, I scrubbed it really well. So I think I'll probably at least, because that probably was affecting the connection a little bit, but we'll see what the issue is. I mean, if, if the issue, and now I'm thinking, a while back, I would smell like a burnt rubber smell. But at the time, I thought what it might have been was the tire on the passenger side front rubbing up against the inside because the smell started to co- kind of coincide, began kind of coinciding with once when I accidentally ran over a curb, you know? <laughs> Well, 
was because I was pulling into a, I was pulling into a parking lot off a highway, right. and it kind of has a shitty design to it. Right. And I accidentally hit one of the curves because it's really not marked well, and I don't know. It's kind of a, it's poorly designed. Right. You know? Right. Okay. I, and I was right. like, oh fuck, at the CVS and. So, so it it kind of coincided with that, but I looked and I didn't see anything, and and then I I was reading things saying if the serpentine belt, you know, is fucking up, which is which runs the alternator, you might hear, uh, you might smell a burnt rubber smell, you know, and that might be a sign of a failing alternator. So I'm like, maybe that's what it is. So who knows? Maybe the alternator itself is fine, but maybe the belt's fucked up. I don't know. If it's that, thank God. You know. So so where do you stand now? Seven thirty in the morning. I got to be out there. All right. And we're gonna see what happens to the car. Uh, everything. So you're done with your. Is gonna. F- you're done with your troubleshooting. Yeah, yeah, and I'm bringing you- it to them tomorrow, and I'm gonna say. You know, run the test because they should be able to tell whether the alternators are actually fucked up intrinsically. Because I guess you can get bad alternators, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because that guy agreed with me because I was like, there's no way this alternator should be, you know, it's 12,000 miles. No way the alternator should be fucked up. All right. Although it pissed me off, it's a remanufactured one, but that's probably what they got in the warranty that we'll use remanufactured bullshit, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. I think that's which really pisses me off. I think that's what it actually says in the warranty. <laughs> yeah, I think it does. Right. We use remanufactured parentheses or some bullshit. Close parentheses. Yes. <laughs> yes. But cuz I'm like they not you cuz I don't know. I guess it's supposed to be just as good but still it kind of bothers me. You know? Cuz I'd rather just get something that's in good shape cuz I think they got better warranty on the brand new ones, you know? Because you expect more out of something that's brand new. Right. What they should do is give you an option. You could probably pay the difference or pay a couple extra bucks and then have the new warranty of uh, the warranty yeah. of the new fabricate newly fabricated piece, right? Yeah, but that option was never given to me, you know? They never do, man. Um, they never do. Yeah. And so everything kind of goes back to another story. So originally, see, I, I'd finally gotten the, uh, the side view mirror replacement. Did I tell you about that? I knocked off the side view mirror we last didn't, week. We didn't talk about it. Um, so, so I don't, you had texted me, but I don't remember the story. Okay. Well, last week, you know, whatever. It was all my fault. You know, a car came barreling down the street, and I kind of tried to swerve out of the way. It was garbage day, and I hit the stupid fucking person's garbage container even though i wasn't even gone that fast you know car's old enough i guess the plastic's even more brittle now you know right right. and the fucking thing came off and i pulled right to the side right there it was like two three blocks away from my house and i was i was like ah fuck it's fucked up so i took and while i'm out there a woman comes pulling her friggin' garbage can and i was like now you couldn't have come five minutes earlier to do that shit (laughs) right it's her fault (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know. But it but it was like right out in the freaking street, you know, in the path of traffic, you know? Right, right. It's like you know, I don't know, just annoying because they probably picked up the garbage 
friggin' an hour before that. Yeah. And she clearly is not employed. Right. And she's probably been up for three hours because she looked like she's 70. And those people wake up, you know, they wake up with the cows, you know. Um, and I came on and tried to fix it. And I said, screw it. And I just ordered a new one. Of course, you can't get, you can get whatever side view mirror you want. It's like Henry Ford. You can get whatever one you want. As long as it's black. You know? <laughs> Get any color you want as long as it's black. So I was like, well, good. This will be the impetus that I need to actually bring my car to the shop, to the body shop to get worked on. You know? Okay, so you had, you had mentioned that to me before. What kind of bot? I've never had body work done on my car uh, f- for the sake of having body work done. Like m- maybe somebody hit me and I went and got it done. But like... Okay, I'm driving around in a car that it's questionable my motivation to go get it some body work done. So like what's wrong with the car? Well, years ago, like when I was living in another part of town on tighter streets around college kids and shit, the the front bumper got fucked up quite a few times, you know? From people rubbing, parallel parking, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just dealt with it, you know? But then I think this probably happened across the street from my parents' house. Uh, I think it must have been a pickup truck where the placement is. Somebody re- backed into my car. I assume backed in. I hope they backed in, or you know, right right where the gas tank is, and there's a dent there. Okay. You know, and you know what? I'm gonna be driving this. My plan is to drive this car around till I can't drive it anymore. It's a, I'm 40 years it's old. It's 2004, or 2007. 2007. Okay, 2007. So this is the this is this is funny because when we've talked about your car before, and I Google it every time. Josh has a similar car. I don't know what uh, exactly what year. Yeah, they use the same body type for a bunch of years. You know. Um, and as far as as far as cars go, it's it's like it's got a nine point one out of ten rating on the Kelly Blue Book, a four and a half out of five on Edmonds. Like this is a car you see on the streets because it has tremendous, it, it retains tremendous value. It does. It's it's a good car. Yeah. So when I and they just replaced the piston rings in it, which is kind of like getting the which was covered because it was something that was fucked up in the original car, which is kind of like getting a new motor, you know? So it's like that should extend the life of the car theoretically, you know? So when I Google this car, just so I can remember which one we're talking about, they all look great. So I've, I've when you talk about getting bodywork done and stuff, in my mind, it doesn't connect because I'm like, I don't know, all these cars look great, <laughs> but I don't have a picture of your car. <laughs> Yeah, well, so like I'm 40 years old. I'm sick of driving. I'm sick of showing up with the car with the dents in it and shit. You yeah, know? Okay, all right. And then now that I got a black side view mirror, it's like I I'm definitely not gonna be the motherfucker driving around with mismatched parts. Okay. You know, you see those people all the time, and rarely are they savory looking characters. Right. Correct. Correct. You know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. Yeah. You got a you got a friggin. Uh, a panel that's different than the rest of the car. It's like, I don't want to be that guy, man. I'm with you. I'm with you. So my question, this is just a general philosophical car care question. Like at what point, so you're going to drive this around until it's dead. At what point does it no longer become economical to make fixes? So Roscoe 
it has a t- right now. It's definitely economical to make fixes because if I had a new car, I'd probably have to spend at least three hundred dollars a month on a note. Okay, all right. And I don't want to spend, and I'm going to have to come up with a down payment. I don't want to do any of that shit. Okay, I'm uh, listen. I'm with you. I'm a drive a car till it dies guy. And I only have eighty four thousand miles on this car, dude. And it's a ten year old car with eighty four thousand miles. See, but I've I have I have always been in a position where. The car that I'm the car that I'm currently driving is paid off, and I've I've managed to escape major issue. Right, so like it, yeah. it, coming out of college, I had a Saturn um, that I ended up paying off early, and I drove that thing till it died. Then uh, I went to Curacao, and then I came back and I got a Yaris which I paid off relatively early and drove that thing actually till I traded it in and I took Angie's car which I drove till I died till it di- till I died <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah till it died and now this is the first car that I have that I'm underwater in in terms of I've got a bigger loan on it than I have uh than it's worth right yeah so I'm I'm tied to this car there's no judgment in my uh, you know that I can make if it needs to be fixed I gotta fix it or whatever Roscoe on the other hand has a 2003 Jetta which he's constantly bringing to the to the mechanic to get whatever you know 500 600 dollars well, at a pop yeah I mean that's 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 when it starts getting crazy I mean stuff I've done like the thing I did last week where I had to replace that blower motor I paid for the part. I did it myself. If there's shit you can do yourself. So this is you it. Know. You're just on a bad run right now. The things that yeah, I've heard just about a bad your car freak. are, I'm, I'm, because th- I'm thinking about your car's always breaking down. But maybe it's just that flat tire you got in the city that one time, and you had to go. Well, I mean that that was the issue with the tire last week. I think I told you about that. You know, right? That's what it was. It's like it all happened at once. I mean, I had a leak in the tire and probably been gone for three months. So I finally decided to go try to fix it, and then it's like, oh, it's in the sidewall, blah blah blah. You know, there was... it's because I decided to try to get it fixed last week when the other shit came up, because I was like, well, I might as well get this fixed now, if I, because I was like, if I wherever I bring it, they're gonna be like, well, you know, you got this issue, you know what I'm saying? So you also, so I was like, I want to nip all that shit in the butt. You also had the time when uh, the, you got your oil changed and they didn't put the oil cap back on. Yeah, that's not something breaking down. Right. That's just friggin' incompetence from other people. It has nothing to do with the. But in my mind, so it's not my car. So uh, you know, let's be honest. I'm yeah. half listening to these stories anyway. <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, I'm logging it as, oh, uh, where do I catalog that story? Car trouble. Where do I ca- catalog yeah. that story? Car trouble. But they're not. it's not really car trouble. This is the first instance you've had. This alternator issue is really the first instance you've had where you've got to make repair, legitimate repairs on the car. Well, I'm going to have to come out of pocket to make legitimate repairs. Right, right. Because they did do it a few years ago. It was all war- covered under warranty at the time. Everything up until now has been covered. Okay. Did you, you buy know? the car new? No, no. I bought it used. Okay. It only, I bought it when it was like five years old, and it only had like 45,000 miles on it. I put less miles on it in the last five years than the first five years. That, And it was primarily owned by old people who gave it to their granddaughter. Right. 
you know? Right. But she was leaving the country, so she sold it to me. Okay. Uh, you know, so, because, you know what? I'll be straight with you. I mean, I could go buy a new car, but that's a friggin' waste of money. Yeah, cars suck. It really, like, you drive a car off the lot and it loses friggin' a shitload of value right away. Yeah. I have no interest, in it, and, and I'm certainly not at the point right now where where my decision on my automobile is, is at the forefront of my thought process. Yeah. But even even when I was at a point where I had disposable income and vehicles, I could be selective with what I, what I drove. Uh, I, I, I can't see justifying. Yeah. It's stupid. Like, and another thing is, you know why poor people stay poor? It's because a, they can't get the same interest rates cause they always have shitty credit. So they're paying 27% interest rates on these cars. But two, they keep replacing them. Like this girl that works with me who's got all kinds of credit issues. She's only like, what is she now? She's probably like 23 or 24 now. But, you know, she's been there since she was like 18 or 19, the receptionist. She's coming up asking me about stuff about uh, cars and stuff. And I'm like, well, what car do you have now? She's like, because she, she crashed her other car, so she had to get a new car, you know? Mm-hmm. So she had to come up with money out of her pocket for the new car, and she's got a note on that car. And she's like, but I want to get another car. I want to get a Jeep again. I was like, don't you realize it's going to extend your payments for like another four or five years? You know? Yeah. It's like, this is how you stay poor. You know? Right, right. <laughs> it's, as opposed to just like deal with the car you got now unless you can get something cheaper, you know? And live with it until it's paid off. And, uh, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's like, dude. And then on top of it, her payments are way high because she's got a huge interest rate. Her insurance is high because she has a shitty insurance history. Right. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, I like, I was putting, I was only, you know, I only had to take out, I paid $16,000 for this car. When I bought it, you know, which knew it would have been like 30 or something, you know, I bought it five years old for 16 from this girl. So I I put four down and I got 12,000, which I think technically the loan probably would have finished in August 2017. But I paid off more money every month, you know, Yeah, yeah. like I pay like they want you to pay like 200 something or whatever was. The monthly payment, I'd pay two fifty. You know. Yep. I was like, that's what I did. I was like, I'll pay two fifty. That way, I'll pay it off earlier than expected. You know. Now I take that two fifty and I put it towards other bills I gotta pay. You know. Yeah, it's a rollover debt reduction. Yeah, like I got that shed put in the backyard, and it was like, you know, you get interest free for eighteen months. It's like, and then the TV. It's like, all right, the shit goes towards one hundred goes towards the TV a month. Because it's all interest-free shit. 150 goes towards the shed. When the TV's paid off, like in three months, the whole thing's gonna go towards the shed, and hope, and that thing will be paid off before the friggin' promotional shit's over, you know. And then you take the money, and then ideally, I can pay something else off or go save it, whatever, you know. Yeah. It's like you just don't. It's fucking stupid to constantly be paying 
on the same bill forever, which is what people do because they keep they pay off a car and they go get a new car. I don't get that. I do not get that. Oh, I paid off the car. Now I'm going to go buy another one and get right back in the debt. <laughs> that makes no sense to me at all. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's get back to the issue. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, I thought we were going to get sidetracked. <laughs> yes. Heaven forbid. Yeah, so, okay. So, uh, so you got a bunch of nicks and knocks and bumps and bruises on the car. Are you going to go get them Yeah, taken? and I just want to get fixed up so I don't look like... So, actually, like, when I'm dressed up or when I'm gone somewhere with some friends, when I'm picking a girl up for a date or something that they don't think, oh, this is the guy who doesn't have his shit together. He's a 40-year-old guy driving a dented up fucking car you know right, right you get what i'm saying yeah I, I hear you man so so i mean it's it's kind of like a morale thing you know i'm with you at this point you know dress the part you want to play that's that's kind of yeah i mean i want to dress the part i want to play and the part i want to play is a is a guy who's smart enough to drive a decent car not a big enough asshole to go spend something <laughs> that Eats up half his paycheck a month in insurance and and notes like these idiots are paying five hundred dollars a month on a Mercedes or whatever you know exactly it's like I know who you are you're making eighty grand a year that ain't fucking Mercedes money you know right? it really isn't no no <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm with you man I'm with you um so um so this is during the day yesterday. I was like, I'm gonna take it to. I'm probably gonna take it to the shop on Oak Street, which is about a mile away from my house. And I'd spoken to a guy a couple of years ago. See, that's another thing. Maybe you do remember that when the asshole hit and hit me and ran off on the interstate. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. I took it to that guy to check it out, and there was no major, da- no damage, no frame damage or anything. He looked at it. Nothing was wrong with it. Surprisingly enough. So you got to say something about the car, too, that somebody rear-ended me and didn't get fucked up, you know? Yeah. So another reason to keep, hold on to that car, you know? Um, and at the time, I asked him about the front end, and he was like, oh, about 400 bucks. Which, I was like, well, that sounds reasonable, because once, a few years ago, years ago, when I was driving, when I was in between cars, I was driving my mother's Suburban, some asshole scraped it uptown because it's right near the college kids who are always driving around fucking drunk, you know, and they don't give a damn, you know, it's like being, imagine if you had to park your car, uh, you know, on, um, what's that street? Friggin' give me the city. <laughs> Euclid. Oh yeah. Euclid. Ave, right. You know? Right. <laughs> Something. Like you were a regular person. They had to park your car right on Euclid Ave. Think about all the chances that you always have to get somebody to fuck up your car. Yes. <laughs> That's what it was like living where I used to live. You know, where you have to park in the street and and you know drunken college kids are going to drive down here m- multiple times right. <laughs> a night. Like, uh, one thing that happened there, I had that, I had a Saturn and Somebody finally knocked off the rearview mirror, uh, drunkenly driving through that neighbor. I assume drunkenly driving. You know, I'll give them the credit that, you know, because I figure it's better than just shittily driving. Right. Somebody knocked off my rearview mirror, 
side view mirror. I remember I tried to fix it. My brother had this stuff that they sell in those commercials, the Mighty Weld or whatever, you know? And as I tried to fix it, that wasn't holding too well. But that day, the car died. And then the mechanic looked at it, and he's like, this car's a total loss because there was like a pinhole in the radiator. He's like, dude, it's not worth it. And I was like, well, I guess it's convenient. Somebody's going to knock your side view mirror off. It might as well be the last day your car is ever drivable. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was literally that fucking day that it died for good <laughs> right right and uh and that was one of those issues where i was gonna keep that car alive as long as i could but he's like no nah, that like the car the, the repair was definitely worth more than the junk value of the car you know right right um so anyway so yesterday I'm taking Bluto for a walk. And this is before, this is after I replaced the battery, before I decided I was going to have to bring it into the mechanic. You know, uh, I was, I take him for a walk and we go to Oak Street all the time. This is at Oak and Joliet. I'm going to go, I was like, let me go see if those, if that body shop's open today. I'll go ask him about it. I come up there and I see they're open and I was going to go ask him. But then I was like, I, I had second thoughts and I decided I wasn't going to go talk to him. Because I did not want to deal with all the snarky bullshit, you know. Because uh, what I wanted to know was, well, last time I was here, you told me you could do this for four hundred, blah blah blah. I don't know what you can do, and how long do you think it could take? I didn't want to deal with. Well, we have to see it, you know. Well, there's no way I can tell you how long it's going to take. Yeah, you know, yeah, all the yeah, yeah. Typical assholeish responses you get from, uh, you know, people like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. So I just said. Fuck it, they're there. I'm not going to even go ask them because they will give me those asshole responses. I know they will. Oh, can't can't tell you how long it's going to take if we don't know if we don't see the car. It's you know what that is probably the most frustrating component of being a member of a service society. industry society, right? So yes, we uh, the condo the the um, the tenant in the condo calls me on Friday and says. Um, I know this is this is this is Maddie's car repair hour, and I don't want to I don't want to dive into Sanders' home repair hour, which we can handle next week. But just to just to just to emphasize your point, uh, it's it's uh, Saturday, it's Friday night. The hot water heater's leaking. It's filled the pan up. Right now, I, yeah. I know how a hot water heater breaks. It breaks a hundred percent all at once and floods everything. You either repair yes. it before it breaks, you either replace yep. it before it breaks, or you are dealing with a almost catastrophic issue. So she calls me and says, Friday night, broken, okay. I go over there Saturday morning and I shop back out the, the pan because I want to see, is it a fast leak or is it a slow leak? And if it's a slow leak, I can get somebody in on there on Monday. I think we'll be fine. Nope, the pan fills back up in an hour. We have to get somebody out there. So uh, I do some triage locally. Ange uh, makes a call, and she's going to handle it on her end in terms of trying to get people to come out. And she calls me back and uh, or texts me, and she's so frustrated. She's like, nobody will give me a fucking answer. They're yeah. like, well, we don't know. We have to come out and see and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, of course. They never want to give you a fucking answer. This is your uh, job. You know how much shit I get deterred from doing? Because you just, like, 
I don't go into uh, men's clothing shops, even though I need something because they never just want to fuck or a tailor shop because they just won't give you fucking prices. You know, like they want to make you come in and be their captive before they'll give you a price. You know, that's when anybody asks me and I'm in a much softer industry, right? The, a lot yeah. of what I do really depends in terms of strategic planning and, you know, event management. Um uh, it's, it's it really does it depends how big is the venue how many people do you need but i never i try to never leave somebody with the cop out answer of it all depends at least i want to give them a range I yes at least it could be 500 if it's this up to 900 it's, or some bullshit i want to know, you know is, dep- is it a hundred dollars or is it a thousand dollars that's a and big you difference. know they have an idea yes what you know? It's what are you secretly wired, and you're on some like NBC uh, Dateline special that you're trying to catch them in a lie, where they're you know you're gonna hold it against them if they tell you it's five hundred and and it's really six ninety five. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Give you yeah. a price. I know. All right. Sorry. <sighs> sorry. My camarade. So, my camaraderie for the matter is it's it's through the roof. I hope you can tell. I hope you can tell that I'm on. Yeah. I'm worked yeah, up on your really behalf. It really annoys me, but. Because like, you know, because I was I've been having that issue with freaking trying to find out prices to get shit tailored, you know. Because I have stuff and I always need to get like coats. I need to get sleeves fixed and shit. And it's like you just can't. Nobody puts that shit on the internet. Like it's all like a big secret, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They'll have websites, but they'll never give you their prices. Right. <laughs> Which really blows me away. It's like, come on, man. It's like, that's what we got to do. We just got to walk in there and, oh, well, it's too late. It's going to cost you 50 bucks. And we don't live in a mom and pop society where you walk into those shops and they're like, hey, how you doing? What can I help you with? Uh, Everybody's so pissed that you're there. You're bothering them. They're off doing something Yeah, and then like to go places. Like one thing pissed me off about the tailoring thing, you know, tailors are supposed to work for you, you know, right? Right, right. They're supposed to do what you want. They give you bullshit. <laughs> like, but we can't do that. It's like, that's what I fucking want, asshole. Do it. Right. Are you, you know? You sure you want that? Yeah. You're not you're not fucking my uh valet. Right. You know, you're not dressing me. Uh, you know. Right. You're not my wife. Uh, you don't have to accompany me anywhere. I'm not gonna embarrass you. Just do it. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, I was like, well, I got one arm a little longer than the other, so on. But they're like, but the buttons will look off. You know, because there's buttons on the sleeve. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't give a fuck if the buttons look. That's going to notice to somebody who's really looking. It's really going to bother me that the sleeves, that one sleeve's longer than the other on my arm. Right, right. Like, how stupid is that? You know? The buttons don't do anything. Fucking move them. You know, whatever. (laughs) So so you've got your eye set on, on some body work. Yes. So I say, fuck it. I'm not going to go in that place. So I turned down Oak Street. Oak Street, which what it is, it's an old commercial street. It's got a lot of businesses on it now. It's like a hip area, you know? Okay. Like there's funky little antique shops and stuff. Okay. So I, 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 take, a, I take a left out of there and start walking towards where more of the commercial stuff that, you know, that pedestrians are going to be looking at, you know? Okay. Uh, Cause the, uh, the, the body shops right there, but that's not an area where there's too much foot traffic for the, 
for the businesses. But like the next block up or something, I'm walking down and, you know, I see people looking in the window, checking out the stuff at this little antique shop. And I'm walking with the dog and I was like, hmm, I wonder what, you know, I was like, oh, I wonder what's in there too. And I'm looking, I was like, oh, they actually got some interesting stuff because I never walk that area. Usually when we go to Oak Street, I, I start a few blocks up. Okay. But I start further back because I wanted to go by the body shop. Okay. Because at that point, it's a long fucking walk for the dog because we've already walked about a mile and we're going to have to turn around because that's where, that's the end of the loop right there. You yeah, know? Yeah. So we rarely go that far down because we're going to walk all the way up the Carrollton down to Carrollton and walk all the way down Carrollton, you know, back to the house. And, um, so I'm looking in, you know, and there's a older couple and a young, a younger girl looking in the windows of this business. And I'm looking to, I was like, Oh, that's interesting. You know? And like the girl sees Bluto and she smiles at him, you know, the young, the young lady. Um, you know, she looked like she might be in her twenties or something. She looks at him and she smiles, and I and I start walking with him, and I walk right past this guy like I'm an inch away from him. And I look and I'm like, "Holy crap, that's John Malkovich!" <laughs> <laughs> I look back like, "Yep, that's John Malkovich." I'm thinking to myself, I was like, "Oh well, I can't even say, hey man, I love you, John Malkovich, or hey man, can I take your picture, John Malkovich? I gotta act like." He's nobody, right? you know, because that's probably what John Malkovich really likes about what he's doing right now. Yes. He's sitting there. He's window shopping like the antique shop wasn't open, but he's he's just checking out what, what they have in there. You know, him and his wife, you know, and I thought maybe his daughter, but I don't know if it's his daughter anymore. But because him and the wife walk across the street, you know, and then I see it. But the girl stays by the window. But then um but then they came back and they were walking, you know, because I was like, well, I'm not going to take his picture or anything because that's stupid, you know. Right. But I text Jacob right then and there. I'm like, hey, man, I just brushed shoulder Because the re- reason I told Jacob was, uh, you know, I texted him. I was like, um, I just brushed shoulders with John Malkovich, basically, you know. And he's like, oh, is he carrying toiletries? I was like, no, because last year – uh you know, he was in the Deepwater Horizon, the Mark Wahlberg movie about the BP Deepwater Horizon. Oh, okay, all right. And, and they filmed it here. And last year, we were driving down Magazine Street on the way back from lunch, and we saw him walking up the street. He was with somebody, and he was coming from, like, the CVS. He had a bag, and he had, like, you could tell they had toilet paper in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, does he live down there? It's, well, um... I, I looked at IMDb earlier today. He did. There's a movie coming out this year. Another movie coming out this year that was filmed here. Because last night I was, you know, I was texting Brian back and forth about. It. I was like, I was like, I don't know if he owns a place here or if he just, you know, was filming stuff here and came down here and decided that he just likes it, you know. Okay. And he's just hanging out because the thing that was filmed here says that it's in post-production, which means, you know, he's not working on it anymore, you know? Um, So it might just be a case of, like, you know, he's come down to New Orleans a couple of times in the past few years to film movies, and he's like, fuck it, I like being down here, because it seems like the type of place he might like, Um, you know? So you didn't look up his daughter? Well, 
I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. So I looked it up today, and I was like, yep, that's his wife. Because, uh, you know, and I, and I looked, and it said they had two children, Amadine, Amandine, who was born in 1990, the daughter. Yeah. And, and I looked, and I was like, I was like, I think that probably is his daughter. That probably was his daughter, because why would she have just been there alone, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, I'm guessing that was his daughter. Because I looked up, and I saw pictures of her, and she's like a brunette or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that probably was his daughter that was hanging out there, and she's probably just hanging back because she's probably not into everything they do. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Oh, that's funny. You know, I was like, Oh, there's John Malkovich. And I was like, yeah, I gotta, I don't want to be that asshole because I don't want to, I don't want to run them off from new Orleans. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, although I'm sure there are loads of assholes that will, you know, if Jamie Sequer was there, he would have gotten a loudspeaker and like Oak street would like to welcome John, uh, two-time Oscar-nominated actor John Malkovich to the streets. <laughs> like he did when Oliver Stone right. came into a Fagans with like 40 people in it. Right. Yes. Yes, the 40 people here all need an announcement that Oliver Stone is in here. Uh, <laughs> so where is this going down? By like Trueburger? Do you take a right on Oak Street here? I took a left at Joliet Nook, uh, heading towards Carrollton. Uh, I saw Joliet. Okay, all right. We were probably near. We were probably at the corner. Uh, we probably crossed Cambrone, heading towards Carrollton. Yes. When when I ran it, when I ran into John. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. When John and I. You know, we're taking a similar interest in the same sort of antiques. <laughs> so I'm perusing Oak Street, as I often do on a Saturday. Was it Sunday? No, yesterday. It, on Monday. a Monday. It was around 2-something in the afternoon. I decided to swing by La, La Casita Taqueria, <laughs> get a pork carnitas, and then I run into John. And That's a new business that I only saw yesterday. I was like, oh, because it, it used to be... Uh, a barbecue joint called Squeal okay. up until like last year. All right. Now it's I was a, like, oh, it's like, get tacos here. I was like, oh, it's like a Casita Taqueria now. Okay. You going to put it on your uh, on your to-do list? Well, I'm like, I probably should go there and check. But I was like, they probably took, but, but my fear is that they probably took food that's supposed to be cheap food and made it expensive, which is what people do with cheap food nowadays. Right, right. Okay. Oh, let's make tacos and we'll sell them for twenty dollars a piece. <laughs> hey, so these are the streets that I'm thinking of when I'm thinking of the streets of New Orleans. You follow me? I'm waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> These are the streets that I that I picture when I think of the streets of New Orleans. You know, like they're narrow. There's there's cars on both sides, and I'm looking at I'm a yeah. Oak is a very old yeah. District. Okay, like it's like a it's an old commercial district, you know? right? And actually, the 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 place it's got a little cobblestone at the intersection. Looks like they've done it up real nice. You know, yeah, uh, they did that. They did that recently in the past five years. They, you know, and they improved it so you could park 
Uh, so there's more room to park. You see how it goes kind of in now. Yes. They redid the sidewalks. Yeah, and they did those. They beautified Oak Street. And then I looked um, and I looked down on Cambrone, and that's that's even more in line with with what I think because it's kind of a crappy street. It's not very. Yeah, if you go all the way down Cambrone, eventually you'll come to two houses away from me. All the way down. Because I'm I'm. Yeah, you cross Claiborne and go a few mile, go a couple blocks down, and that's where I am. Because I'm, uh, I'm between Cambrone and Dante. Oh, right. Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, gross. Get out of there. Oh, God. Um, all right. So, so you had your John Malkovich. You're being John Malkovich. Yeah, and the weather was beautiful yesterday. And running a giant... True Burger is a good place. Giacomo's is on Oak Street, which is a great restaurant. Okay. Um, but, and I got some other good places there, you know. Good little bars, whatever. And there's a wine bar that's affiliated with it. Um, but that was the high point until like 15 minutes later. Uh, when I was walking up Carrollton and two little kids were had a lemonade stand set up and I bought some lemonade. Ah, from there you go. And I was like, gotta love New Orleans. Where the hell else do you get a lemonade stand in January? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. But it was like 70 something degrees. Everyone, hell, today it's 70 something degrees. Everyone's in shorts and flip flops and shit. Uh, now I know what I'm going to do with my homemade limoncello when I get it done. I'm going to open up a limoncello stand. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the kids are selling for 50 cents. I gave them a buck. I was like, keep the change. And they were so happy. Oh, uh, you should have <laughs> called them filthy animals. <laughs> keep the change, you filthy animals. <laughs> no, nah, I, I was joking a little bit. Because uh, they, they were very young, these two kids. They must have been brother and sister. I'm like, do you take credit cards? <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you I, do the old... Flummox the first... Did you do the old, like, what? dad joke repertoire like so you open the stand how's business you know you open the no, stand no, I didn't do all that to shit. support the kids unfortunately i'm not a dad so i don't know how to do that <laughs> <laughs> i just had to make my one uh one friggin ride joke to them you know yeah, yeah, yeah. but they they loved it anyway all right, all right. they you know and then they were psyched that they got Friggin' 50 cents. Because <laughs> right. I gave them a dollar, and I might have been their first customer because they put a dollar. I was like, I think that's the only money they got in that little container. <laughs> <laughs> like, they didn't even come out with a bank. Like, they weren't roll. They weren't yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, most people aren't ready. Uh, and I, But they probably live in the house that they were set in front of, and it was like a, you know... Probably a two million dollar home, so sure. I don't think they're raising the money for college or anything. Right, right. <laughs> right that's great. That's great. Uh, but I was like, but still, that that delighted me so much. The fact that there was a lemonade stand on January sixteenth. Yeah. <laughs> Simple pleasures, man. God bless global. What's that? Simple pleasures. God bless global warming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just. New Orleans weather patterns, man. There you go. They're great. Um, yeah, so we walked all the way home, and that was my brush with um, 
my brush with fame yesterday. Well, that's a good day, man. That is a uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it made up day. for a lot of the other bullshit. Yeah, you know? yeah. Listen, it keeps it in perspective. You know, keeps you going. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a good note to get out of here on. Yeah, but what did I? Well, I did want to talk. Yeah, we've talked a lot. We can save all that. Yeah, we'll issues. save it. Like, yeah, we'll save it. How I Roscoe myself. <laughs> oh um, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> I want to tell you about the table I made. My my obviously my yeah, the yeah. limoncello uh, that I've. I guess we we'll have to reference all this stuff. We want to talk about patting the puss? Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. We got a whole other episode ready. We got a whole other episode ready. I also have some strong beliefs about some other things that have. Had my eyes open to in the past couple of months concerning the state of our veterans, which I don't know. I don't know. Today I I gave a guy who purported to be a Vietnam vet a buck. And maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. But I don't know. I've been having a lot of feelings about all this shit lately. All right, you know? well, we'll get into it. Write it down so yeah. we don't forget. That's our biggest problem is we forget. You know, we get busy. Yeah, I guess we can reference the the end conversation here before we record it next time, you know, because yeah. come on, man, you expect me to get a pen and paper out right now and write this <laughs> shit down. <laughs> You're asking a bit much there, Sandman. <laughs> All right. On that note, then uh, with apologies to Girk's brother, we will see you guys next week. Yeah. Buenas noches, Fredo. <laughs> <laughs>